Hello and welcome to another episode of Chop Maoni. This is Wagari, one of your hosts, and we have on the other side. Hey everyone, this is Sophie. How have you been? Salama sana. Mm-hmm. So today I would like us to talk about uh, the happenings of last week. Uh, oh. One point, one in particular. Yeah. Which was the repeal of the interest rate cap uh, in Kenya. Okay. So backstory uh, around 2016, mm-hmm. um, uh, legislation was passed to cap interest rates charged by banks to four percent over uh, the central bank lending rate. The central bank lends to regular banks. Yes. And then regular banks then uh, pass that lending on to its consumers. Um, and what we were seeing before 2016 is mm-hmm. that uh, they were charging their their rate over the lending rate of a CBK was humongous huge like by how much almost about between 18 and 30 percent above what the cbk uh, rate yes, is. So what, what the cbk was charging so the ch- cbk for example at yeah. the time of the cap they were charging nine percent uh-huh. to regular banks yeah and then that le- banks were uh, passing on that lending yeah financing to us at 30 percent so 21 percentage points over the central bank le- lending rate that's a good business so of course i mean it's hugely expensive and you've seen the profits the banks are making mm-hmm. right it's really really high profit making right so this is this makes access to credit very very difficult for small businesses like yours and mine yeah uh, we're both small business owners yeah uh, so you can imagine going to the bank to ask for a loan and yeah. you're getting it at 30 percent right so for every 10 shillings you're paying three shillings back to the bank to the bank yeah so it's very very high very uh, expensive for smes to to cope yeah so there was so now the regulation was passed because we're like no this has got to end 30 percent is ridiculous yeah. we need to cap it so that people can get uh, loans at cheaper rates so uh-huh. they did it four percent over yes. cbk so it brought it to 12 30 percent uh, and guys were like fukes wow we can now borrow yeah but then <laughs> ha, the twists yeah what happened was like banks are like you want us to lend to risky borrowers at 12 percent that is not happening miss us with that plan not in fact they shut down lending to smes yeah uh guys were not getting any more chums yeah uh and smes at the end of the day suffered so yeah. it was almost like a damned if you do damned if you don't scenario yeah and before we were not able to access finance because it was high and now we're not accessing <laughs> finances because it's just not available to us yeah so um it's interesting because uh uh it's been done in different countries it mm-hmm. has never worked in other countries I it has never worked it has never worked so i don't so, understand why, so why what, can, what was our mm-hmm. impetus do you think i kind of think it was simply a it was like a political move it was a populist move mm-hmm. at least that mm-hmm. is my view mm-hmm. because like you said it, there was no place where it had worked mm-hmm. and, and in any case the banks would rather even wh- whether the interest rate is high or low the banks mm-hmm. would rather lend to the government yeah so actually it was it was almost a, a little bit of both eh? yeah. in my view yeah. uh, a little bit of mtoto akilia wembe so everybody was cry- crying oh we are, the interest rates are too high yeah. and they were like okay even though it has not been done give the people what they want we give them what they want and then we got the wembe and cut ourselves and so they were like, okay, now we're repealing it. But in between that time, yeah. so of course banks, like you said, s- turned away lending from SMEs. They had to fill that gap somehow. Yeah. So what they did is started lending only exclusively to large institutions or to the public sector. Yeah. And you've been seeing our borrowing, the country's borrowing these days, just gone out of work. 
but the government was able to at least <laughs> now kind of tap into that kind of like lacuna or that gap yeah. where lending to the public sector was much more um, attractive for banks yeah. and so the money was flowing now in the di- in that in that direction yeah um so yeah i think uh, it it didn't work but hey, it had a real ripple effect on the economy i don't know did did you ever apply for a loan or do anything i had mm. i have and i had been before rejected. the cap or always mm. <laughs> <laughs> as an sme always as a, as a human being <laughs> um yeah as an sme had never qualified which was strange because my especially with my bank there were those tiny banks that always said that you know they were here for the SMEs they offered full support to women in yeah. business so out there the PR is really nice yeah but then when you actually go in yes, and then for a blood sample yes and your first born child has and to your be. grandmother's <laughs> grave and you know mm. we have to confirm yeah. your, your everything and all the requirements and even then I would borrow against existing LPOs mm. so it was clear that the money was going to come I just mm. needed to fill in that tiny yeah. gap for that period and they, it, they still made it nearly impossible yeah. so I always wanted then who actually qualifies for these yeah. and what does it take to qualify for these loans if you're an SME yeah. especially if you're a woman in business because all the banks mm. seem to have this push to women p- support women entrepreneurs yeah. but we're still not accessing it we can't access it yeah. and you can't access it in the quantities that would make a significant yeah. um, impact to your business mm. so they want to give you you know mm. 20,000 and you're like you guys I need 3 million because I'm trying to set up a factory <laughs> Do you see the dream that I have? But they're like, no, for now, we mm. need to give you 30K. And you're mm. like, I can get that from yeah. a Shylock, yeah. from Tala, from yeah. Branch, from all these other things, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, like you're saying, when the banks then moved away from SMEs, then people turned to this, these other options. High-risk lending. Very yes. high-risk. Yeah. Um, but it was a stopgap measure. So yeah. if I can't get the loan from my bank and mm-hmm. I can't get it from my relatives... The need is still there. You still the have need to remains. The so yeah. who do I turn to? Yeah. And, and, so what even happened was... Yeah. So small banks are... You know, we have a lot of small banks mm-hmm. in, in Kenya. We have like 42 banks in Kenya or something. Yeah. Like one for each tribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the... The banks, yeah. those small banks, actually had a specialty in high-risk lending. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted a loan as an SME, those are the banks that you used to go to. Okay. You go to these two small, small banks, you know, come with your, you know, your firstborn daughter, <laughs> your house, your <laughs> mortgage, your everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then those are the ones who are typically lending to to small uh, to small businesses and individuals. Just right. But then now when we capped the rate yeah. and we made it not we made it unrealistic for small banks to lend to us because now they're like well we're not making money and we're, anyway. we're taking on high risk lending but yeah. we're not getting high risk lending attracts high risks um interest yeah. I mean, high interest i mean right yeah so if we can't try charge a high interest we're definitely not going to be uh lending to to smes yeah so their portfolio started shrinking then things that things that started happening was like charging of exorbitant fees of for everything yeah so yeah. i was telling you the other day i went to get a bank statement yeah and they were charging me 500 bob per page and i needed about 14 pages of a what? bank statement I was, so i'm going to pay 7k for set i was like you must be nuts there's no way <laughs> there's no way and it's it's just ridiculous it's laughable the amount of cheese fees you're charged and then some of these are hidden i swear if you look at your bank statement yeah. you know for depositing for withdrawing yeah withdrawing for, mobile, for, for breathing transfer. for whatever it is yeah. that you do it costs you a lot of money and when you look at your bank statement at the end of the day you wonder why you don't have money it's because you're being charged fees and you don't even know it yeah yeah fees are the biggest kind of like it's like the hidden monster <laughs> 
in that and is gobbling up the cookie monster that is gobbling up yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's the money maker for the for the bank yes, yeah and and then on the flip side they they did all of these layoffs mm-hmm. okay so they got rid of staff and they yeah. pushed customers to go to online banking so every time mm-hmm. you walked into the bank they're like why don't you sign mm-hmm. up for this mm-hmm. and because every time you check your statement or your account online there's a fee yeah which you're completely unaware of yeah. of course you're like yeah. oh this is so much easier i can do everything from my house from my phone in hmm. the traffic and you have zero dollars <laughs> in your account <laughs> and you're like yeah but i had money yeah. and so there's all these fees whether they're hidden or you know they're in your face mm. like 500 bob a page mm. which doesn't make any kind of sense yeah. i'm like send me that statement mm. i'll print it and then i bring <laughs> it back to you to stamp it because <laughs> no, i was complaining about this to a friend of mine yeah uh, a couple of friends of mine who lived in in europe yeah and they were saying actually because europe their interest rates are pretty low yeah um, they're almost negative yeah you know sometimes you go to the states and they're like four percent interest i'm like percent interest can i hammer to this country immediately do you know like on the flip Sweden, side they were saying yeah. before you say they were saying that yeah. even them their bank charges yeah. are insane <laughs> like someone wanted they were telling they give you the example they wanted to transfer 200 euros to you know from uh, from one account to, to another. another yeah and they were being charged 40 euros to transfer 200, 200 euros. euros i was like hey Atta, those guys have <laughs> aced the game of bank charges eh <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I I remember also uh. and this is a big thing when I was in the states when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Every time a new bank would come up on the scene, mm-hmm. their thing was we do not charge you any fees. Mm-hmm. So that was their push. Yeah. So they had this little small like neighborhood banks, the credit unions mm-hmm. which were like our uh, equivalent of our circles. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they tried to make it as pain-free as possible and mm-hmm. charge you just the running cost mm-hmm. and that was the appeal so you'd move away from the big banks like bank of america which had like 30 pages of fees yeah yeah and <laughs> then so uh, but then there's been this problem i think globally a lot mm. of people complain constantly one of the things they despise about the banks is the fees that they charge because it's like it's my money so how is it that it costs me so much yeah to have you hold my money yeah it yeah. doesn't and make any kind of sense and even this um the 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 fees that they're charging now yeah was almost a direct result of i mean it was like high before but yeah. then it went even higher when the interest rate cap, cap came, in came into effect yeah but then now that it has been repealed do you think it's going to go the bank fees are going to go down well, no because well. it's it's like sticky prices <laughs> and and what's worse is that the competition in banking in kenya is so low it's it actually, is, actually one yeah. of the lowest in africa yeah so if you're if banks are not competing with each other yeah there's no forces helping to drive the prices and interest rates and bank fees down okay well i had i was actually wondering about that and then um what's his name the ceo of kcb bank joshua oigara mm-hmm. he came out and said okay there's concern that you know if you've borrowed before the cap was repealed then suddenly your interest rates will mm. shoot up and he's like for him he said it doesn't make any sense to do that mm-hmm. because given the current status of the economy it's unlikely that the jump will be instantaneous and it will likely not go up to the 20%. But I thought, I thought they, agree, they said that the people who had borrowed at low rates, I suppose if it's the difference between fixed and variable, right? Yes, so yeah. you'd have to know how you borrowed. Yeah. yeah. So 
yeah, it's it's probable that the banks will go up again, but I don't know that it will make any sense for them to go because even at the at the when the rate was capped, mm. pe- we still couldn't borrow, mm-hmm. and even now when they you know when it climbs, we still can't borrow. Mm-hmm. So unless they're intending on lending strictly to the government yeah. as their main customer, mm-hmm. for the most part, the SMEs or in the individuals mm. are not going to be able to access mm-hmm. that loan, mm-hmm. and the requirements have remained the same. Yeah, yeah, they still need your statements your mother's mm, I know. blood and hair <laughs> sample so it's still going to be difficult mm-hmm. so they've not addressed the issue of why it is difficult so then for how do we address the issue of getting access to credit, to credit. for SMEs and the Wanjikos and the Wanjiku businesses okay, okay what is the main what are, one of the main challenges they have said is that Kenya is a very dynamic sort of a society so it's it's very difficult to track people so mm-hmm. I can lend you the money and then you disappear yeah. In, into the mist. Mm-hmm. So we, I don't know if we have any systems in place that help us to follow and track mm-hmm. the person because in other places they have that. They have your address and they have something mm-hmm. that they can say. Even if you move to mm-hmm. the neighboring county, mm-hmm. we will still be able to follow you there. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can obviously access mm-hmm. our funds mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. So we don't have that here. And I don't mm-hmm. know yeah. if I think it's... The, the, on the flip side, with yeah. all this kind of uh, shenanigans when it comes to interest rate caps. On the other side, it you know for every challenge is also is an opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. So digital lending went up. Yeah. Yes. You talked about Tala. You talked. I've had a couple of friends who opened up these lending kind of home. Their chama opened up a lending arm or something like that. So yeah. people tried finding ways to lend to SMEs. Um, because yeah, they are, they were not uh, at, they were not under the rate cap uh, yes. um, umbrella, so yeah. they were able to do that. Even things like sacos, sacos, mm-hmm. I think, were able to escape that. And yeah. So kind of traditional homegrown lending uh, banking solutions started to thrive. Yeah. Because banks were just not they're not being vi- they're not viable. Yeah. Which is really insane to me because most of the business in Kenya. 80% of businesses in Kenya are informal. So of course yeah. they they can't go to the, the regular bank because they don't have they don't count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah, you know. They just don't meet the they're informal. They don't yeah, they don't yeah. they don't exist for all intents and purposes. <laughs> but then most of us have a ka side kabiashara, have a ka something on the side that's not registered but we're doing, yeah. right? Um and so you can imagine there's a lot of money there. So banks have not figured out a way to kind of tap into that. So, uh, so if most of the businesses, if if you got the masses mm-hmm. a way to lend to the masses, in yeah. a way, equity that tried to do that. But if you got a way to lend to the masses, there's a lot of profits to be earned to be that. made. It's just trying to figure out how do you then manage the risk. Yeah. Right. So, but then like digital lending started increasing, the sacos uh, started increasing, mm-hmm. um, and so it's not like in a, in a case like this where there's no lending to SMEs. SMEs are just going to die. Yeah. Yes, it will hurt them, but we always find a way to survive. Right. And it's it's always not the best way. I mean, the reason why you have government intervention at the end of the day is to protect the Wanjikos. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this regulation didn't protect us at all, uh, but we found this kind of uh, back ways to do it. A second way to do it, I think, Yeah. Sophie, is to, uh, is uh, the infrastructural regulation, the, the structural reg- regulation uh, behind uh, access to any type of financing. Mm-hmm. So even you think about the the taxation regime. Uh, regime. Yeah. Um, how can we the 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 government should think a way of doing more progressive taxation mm-hmm. so that you can leave the Wanjiku with more money in her pocket 
to finance, you know, her businesses. Yeah. So nobody, you know, people with money, even middle class, don't really like to hear about progressive taxation. But I think it's uh, it's a simpler way because you the tax base um, is smaller and easily trackable. Okay. Uh, people with lots of money and institutions with lots of money. Yeah. Income and, and corporate taxes are, are easier to manage. Yeah. Uh, and it allows these small businesses to then start to think about formalizing because they have money in their pockets. And once they have money in their pockets, they don't want to start running away. They want to formalize. They want to be able to go to the bank as mm -hmm. they grow to get more money. Yeah. Um, and so I think things like that leave the Wanjiko with more money in her pocket mm -hmm. uh, to that she could deploy for 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 our business so instead of at the at the at the end tail saying we're going to give you the interest it's kind of like at the beginning mm -hmm. saying we're not going to take your, your money in the beginning yeah so that you can still deploy it for your business so what does progressive taxation mean for those of us who have no idea what you're progressive saying progressive taxation <laughs> is uh is uh, lower taxes uh, mm -hmm. for people who are are uh, the lower end of the economic scale yeah. who are not earning a, as much yeah. and higher taxes for people who okay. are higher income. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and that's usually the norm and that's like you're saying, for most people, they don't like to hear about that because yeah. they would like to be in a to lower their taxes as much as possible. I mean, and the, the people who run the political <laughs> machine are I the rich people, and so they they're, <laughs> they're the not ones who, yeah, to they don't want to, and and they have the where the means to to influence government to make sure it's not progressive. Yeah, but it's things like that that will help because if you know the one shilling uh, or ten shillings, one percent of taking taking away. 10% of income from someone who's poor yeah. is much more damaging than taking 10% from someone who's rich. Right. Right. Yeah. But like you're saying, the people in power are not likely to pass such exactly. it, laws it's, it's or regulations. Difficult. I mean, we do have some, we have progressive taxation in uh, income. So if you earn yeah. up to, is it 10 or 15, right. you don't pay and then up to, then you get paid. I, I forget what the, the tiers this, are, but the yeah. highest is like 30% for income, right. income tax. Um, so there is some sort of income tax, uh, progressive income tax, but also talking about all the other taxes, corporate income tax, VAT, VAT, yeah, yeah, and we, uh, and lessen the income, the tax burden on, on the, the Wanjiko, on the on the people who don't have a lot of income, yeah, uh, and focus on more the taxes that are on higher income. But what about things like tax refunds? Because that's something that could really help. SMEs and even corporates, you know. Exactly, but that is actually a great idea. But yeah, do you ever see Kerry sending money back yeah. in the US? They do that. <laughs> yeah, but they are quite on top of that, and it helps. I mean, the businesses. way Kerry is looking for money these days, yeah, there is no way they are going to be like, okay, we're sending you money back. They, but it's it, it's tough, and yeah, Kerry, I think is true. You, they need to figure out a way to do that. Yeah, because see, I told you, eighty percent of businesses are informal. informal yeah, so, so they need I to register? find a way to get to formalize these businesses to get the taxes from these businesses instead of looking for us guys online and taxing businesses <laughs> online. If With eighty percent of the base is not paying, then how will the twenty percent keep supporting? Yeah, the address country? that issue. That's yeah. the elephant in the room, yeah. right? Don't go for these small, small things. <laughs> When if you put a lot of effort into widening the tax base, you'll be able to achieve your goals of higher income. Yeah, and that seems like a very straightforward and easy thing to be able to do. And I don't know if, mm. if it's something that they're thinking about. It they, they are actually yeah. um, part of the public finance management reform strategy, PFMR reform strategy at the National <laughs> Treasury. Uh -huh. And one of their goals is to increase 
the base. Yeah. But it's all well and good saying it's yeah, <laughs> you want the base, come on, guys. <laughs> it's in practice, it's really tough. And but, why is that? But because finding the people, yeah, finding yeah. and taxing them because we don't have their addresses, we don't know where they are. Yeah. These guys open up shop on the on the roadside <laughs> and then run away, or they're <laughs> supplying from their homes. We don't even know how or yeah. where they're supplying from their homes. Yeah. So we don't have good tracking systems. We don't have uh, a way of finding these uh, these people. Yeah. yeah. So uh, which is the same arguments that the bank then make then because yeah. I don't have a way of tracking you. Yeah. So I don't yeah. have a way of recovering my money. Yeah. And so then that disinc- disincentivizes the banks. So rather, mm. because even with the interest rate cap, the mm. bank still made a profit. Yeah. They did. They because made of tons the fees. of money. <laughs> in part because of the fees and in other part because they were lending to the government. Yeah. So if the government keeps borrowing at the rate that it's doing now, yeah. why would the bank have to struggle to help you as an SME when they have an easy, very easy conduit yeah. to just yeah. give it to the government? Yeah. I mean, it's on the government to to, to stop borrowing. Yeah, to stop borrowing. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, why do we have a government in place? We don't have a government in place for the sake of having a government. The government is supposed to look for the in, out for the interests of the Wanainchi. Right. And if they're hoard, hoarding all their borrowing, then of course they are, yeah. it's pointless. So whether yeah? they cap or repeal the interest yeah. rate, it doesn't make any yeah. difference to us. I think temporarily it helped them because we really needed the money. <laughs> but uh, I think now it needs to stop. Yeah. We need to now reverse it so that they can increase liquidity for people for us yeah so going forward then um is this when the repeal happens is it immediate do the banks then say starting monday you have an sme you can come in and we can walk well, you through it the was process immediate when we said the four percent it was like <laughs> the next day i went to the bank and i was like dude <laughs> can i yeah hear the <laughs> interesting thing for the interest is capped at four yeah million. Yeah, it should be immediate. Yeah. Um, as soon as it's passed into law, they can they should be able to start, and they, uh, it would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, how high it goes? I think when when this episode airs next week, uh, maybe we'll write. We'd like to hear from everybody. Write in the comments and say, you know, did you go for a loan? How much was your interest rate? Yeah. How much did it shoot up to? Do you th- if you were risky, what was what was your level of risk? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see. And given the success that has been witnessed with the mobile lending, a mm-hmm. lot of the banks now are starting to get into that. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is this is where the money mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. We have seen what is happening with Mshwari, Tala, yeah. Branch, Oak, mm-hmm. Oak, so many of them. Yeah. So now the banks themselves are getting into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it, they will be as... I, I don't know, the word is not efficient, but will they have the same appeal? Because will they be able to lend at the same rate that these other predatory lenders? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah. some uh, one uh, another thing that happened during this period yeah. is that uh, banks started also buying MFIs. So, yeah. like you said, these uh, microfinance institutions yeah. decided buying them up so that they just could find their gaps and ways of trying to lend to, to the Wanjiko. Yeah. Um, but if you look at some of these things, I think one of the things that was being, one of the ones that was being touted was a Stawi loan. Yeah, like okay. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, what's the secret behind this? What's, what's the profit, uh, yeah, <laughs> the angle. strategy? Yeah? yeah. So I could see like in the first uh, 12 months of borrowing, yeah. I think the rate was like 9% or something, right. which is pretty affordable. It's decent. But I think after 12 months, <laughs> hey, that's when things start getting a little bit... You Higher. better have been yeah. paid I up didn't by see, them. I didn't see the rate. Yeah. I didn't see what it was, but it said for the first 12 months, mm-hmm. which was a signal to me that 
this is not this is just maybe an introductory yeah. offer the first time you do it you get 9% but yeah. then what happens after you and know? who is in this Stawi group? There's a couple of banks. I, I don't know. I don't, uh, didn't read much about it. Well, yeah. there's definitely CBA, which mm-hmm. is now NCBA. Mm-hmm. And I think there was another one, which I can't remember, but we'll, we'll share with our audience yeah. when I find it out. So there's, on, the f- on the other side, there's this very interesting involvement of the president's bank in lending to SMEs. Which is the president's bank? CBA. Okay. <laughs> which now is NCBA. now NCBA. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that angle where you have to kind of pause and, and ask yourself, hmm, what does he stand to gain from mm-hmm. lending to SMEs? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that even those stubby loans are guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Not So if the SME can't pay if they defaults, still get their money. they still get their money. Mm-hmm. So either way, they're making hand over fist cash. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what are the requirements? It would be nice to know what are the requirements mm-hmm. for the SME. Is yeah. it the same l- loops? Maybe next time we'll call in someone from this Talas and Stowies to explain to us. Yeah. Like what Actually, it's high it time we had a, a guest. Eh? We mm-hmm. haven't had a guest in. Yeah. We've only had one guest ever. Okay, we're, we're doing badly. Because we're very interesting just between ourselves. <laughs> we are each other's guests. <laughs> so, but yes, it would be nice to talk to a banker, somebody yeah. who is in the know of yeah. this this whole lending thing. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things where I, I think a lot of people struggle because they don't understand it. Mm. It's intimidating. Mm. It's, it's, it's a lot of times the process yeah. feels humiliating because yeah. of all that you're being asked for and... Yeah. And it should be much easier. Exactly. I mean, that's why online is much better. I do. I do. You. You don't want to go and start begging the guy. Then the I? guy says no at the end. But and I'm after thirty online. days, uh, <laughs> I know he takes thirty days to tell you. Ah, uh, we have thought about it. Yeah, yeah. So and that's why the the tellers have succeeded. They're yeah. like, yeah, we can give you this. Yeah. yeah. For now. And well, then. that's interesting. So I think. Uh, Guests, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please let us know what your experience is in terms of, uh, are you an SME? Did you, have you asked for lending? Are you excited about the interest rate cap uh, repeal? Or are you, are you sad? <laughs> uh, what's your experience? Are you going to, if you have asked for a new loan since the repeal, what was your rate? Uh, let us know. Let us know how it's affecting you. Follow us on all our social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Chop Maoni. That's at C-H-O-P-M-A-O-N-I. We would love to hear from you. Bye-bye. See you later.